Yo, welcome to Beat People Podcast, episode 49. 49, I got my people in the place to be. Ken Flux, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Uh, we are on a new streaming platform because Google has decided to try to screw us. <laughs> and they did, <laughs> which is why we're starting nearly two hours late. Uh, so we had to go to, what is this called again? Power, it's uh, StreamYard. Yeah, StreamYard. Um, so this this new platform is something that we're going to try out. Hopefully everything works out well. Um, yeah, so... It should be dope. And we got we got D Steel with us from MSX Audio. How's everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to. I had to because I have you know you gotta throw you gotta have a touch of reverb too, man. Oh yeah. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> right, let, me, let me hook that. If you're up. gonna do it, make it right, baby. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, like okay, okay, Ken. <laughs> All right, that's too much. This is driving me nuts. All right, let's stop. He's like um, he's broadcasting from a cavern. Yeah, from the, <laughs> from the future. You got to make the window size. Um, hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's wild. All right, yo. So, uh, actually, I kind of dig this new service. If people that's maybe checking it out, I know Inky is out there. Let us know. If there's any weird problems, how it's looking, how it's sounding, and this will be the way going forward if it all works out. So, dope, dope, uh, dope, dope, dope. Sounds good to me. Can cool. you can you guys hear us all right? I'm um, talking to the chat on YouTube. Do we sound okay? Yeah, I gotta pull up the. Uh, give me a second. I'm, I gotta pull up the YouTube chat as well. Um, dope. If I can find the the link. Dope. Actually, it should be in your window. Well, I'm actually on the thing. Uh, let's it see. Should be in my window. What are you talking about? Like I got it in. The, I'm in the studio though. I'm in the. Uh, <laughs> your, your, not yeah. same, your view isn't the same as as ours. Okay, because I'm the host. So yeah. So yo, let's uh let's get into this. I wanted to let's jump right into um let's talk about the Zoya. Now that you've had it for a little bit, D still. How you living with the Zoya? How, how's I, the bro? I swear by that thing, man. It's like <laughs> so. Here's what's dope about it. Um, it's like thirty pedals in one. It's a little modular synth, you know. So here's what's dope about it. Uh oh, Wait, what's that? Somebody had the stream up on another channel. You got oh. muted. Oh yeah, that, Ken. yeah, that was Ken probably. <laughs> I was like, what? I just heard no, I, I had to pull it up and had to mute it real quick. My bad. I heard myself in the past. Um how long have you had it now? The Zoya. Uh probably I heard myself in the past. Yeah. That's that's one of the weed moments right there. That's like what? <laughs> um now I've had it for two months and it's been great. I've used it a lot. And the MIDI, I haven't even uh I haven't even dove into all the MIDI capabilities. I just recently saw those uh, Fader 16 joints, those mm -hmm. FN, FN16s, people using yeah. those with uh, with the Zoya. Oh, dope. Which is crazy because that's also been used a lot with the ER301. And, of course, like, yeah. I think super versatile. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's got my interest as well. Yeah, I definitely want one um, so I can use it with all the stuff that I'm you know, using that. But, yeah, the Zoya is pretty dope, and I use it with my modular a lot. Uh, I use it as a send for Ableton, so basically, I have it as a send and return in my in my interface, 
and it's basically mm-hmm. a, a a live uh, plugin mm-hmm. that I can just use for whatever I want. So you're, what's the actual chain though? Is it just that, or do you have like multiple things in there? Oh, I have multiple things. So I have the Zoya, I have the SP four hundred four, and I have the Empress uh, Reverb, all, all all like like in in uh, in series with each other, and then I just create crazy effects with that. So you have the Empress Reverb. How are you feeling about the um, the Zoya Reverb algorithms versus that Empress Reverb? Because you know that I, I'm sure they took some of that from it, but probably yeah, they took all. some of they took some of them, but not all of them. And the the good thing about it is that they're constantly updating it and adding things. So it's one of those things where like they might decide just decide tomorrow, hey, we're gonna throw another algorithm from the Reverb. Well, when you say constantly updating, you've only had it for two months. Has there been an update during that time? There has been like four updates already. Wow. Yeah, four updates already. They're adding capabilities. They they added some new tools, added new saving features. They keep adding things. So it's, uh, it's really a dope environment. And it's, for me, as a sound designer... It's it's just a tool that I had to have. I was like, wait, you mean to tell me that I could have a pedal that can kind of be whatever I want it to be? Yeah, I need that joint. That sounds insane. And you know, too, so one, Kim was mentioning about, so uh, like Zoya can be anything you want it to be. Same as, uh, what was the other thing we were just mentioning, Ken? Uh, that plays oh, uh, the critter, the critter and guitar. Oh, the organelle. Yeah, the, yeah, the organelle. Yeah, the Organelle 2 or whatever it is. The interesting thing is, in my mind, it's tough for me to resolve that those two things that look so different could be anything like that, but they can uh, play the same kind of patches and become anything that you want them to be. But I think that's mad dope. But the difference here with Zoya, though, is that you don't get all the routing with the other one, right? The Zoya allows you to do different routing effects chains. Yeah. Yeah. And it also... Tactile feel. Yeah. But MIDI is what gives it a lot of uh, tactileness because now that you can hook. Hey, Star. What happened? Oh, my bad. Star's in the house. What's up, Star? Hey, what's up, Star? (laughs) (laughs) What's cool is that MIDI um, opens it up and gives you a lot of control. Like, so think about Zoya. Like, here's one thing that I'm thinking about using the Zoya for when when I get this device. The FACO just came out with that MIDI to CV. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw that. that yeah, th- that, so that's like an actual no, I didn't see kind of like a controller and MIDI to CV module kind of built into one. Exactly. But what's cool is that you can you can control parameters in Zoya and back and forth with that thing in your modular, which is and then send the CV out for like CC. Th- it's not on the website actually. It's oh, only. So- just been announced. Yeah, it's not out yet. It was it got uh, announced like last month or something. Yeah, it, it got announced, and Lupop had it in a video recently. He was using it with uh, forgot what synth he was using it with, but he basically mapped the the parameters in the synth to this thing, and then CV was changing all the signals between all the things. So it was really really dope. So I I, I want to pair those two together because now I can have I can control all the parameters from my Zoya off of my modular. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. So you can modulate all of those different parameters. Like you can send LFOs or use it just about anything in your rack that can send a CV out uh, into your, your Zoya and start modulating the different effects chains that you have up there. That is yeah. pretty dope. 
Yeah, hey, Corey, on. do hold, me hold a favor. I'll, I'll share a link. I'll share a link to that uh, Bifaco joint. Yeah, and go ahead and, and and add my screen to the uh, stream real quick. I'm going to show this video just for uh, just people that may not know. Quick. Yeah. yeah. So check this out real quick. I'll skip into it a little bit. But um, what's really cool about this is the way that you use the buttons to add things and chain effects together. Essentially, you can use the buttons to be like a um, it's like your map of chaining different items together, which is really cool. Oh. So like, uh, so yeah, you can, but you basically wow. you your connections on here and then you can kind of chain them together. So you could have like, you know, a chorus going into a reverb and then chain that back to, you know, um, a distortion and then another reverb and you can, so you can add things together and just do some really wacky stuff. Yeah. The, yeah. The Zoya has CV It has the, the expression out is CV. So you no. can, you can mess with that. That's actually that that brings new capability to it. I mean, that's like really advanced capability. It's no longer becomes it's no longer like this self-contained sort of matrix of a box. It becomes like literally it can be a part of your modular setup and give you access to all of these different algorithms that you wouldn't have had otherwise. That's that's yeah. really dope. Hold on, let me let me go grab it real quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the I kind of wanted to have that brought up to him just because every time I go on to like perfect circuit or something, it's staring me in the face. Like, Hey, you should probably get this. And for me, I tend to, uh, I tend to really like things like this where I can like, um, build my own effects and that sort of thing. But pedal wise, I keep going back to, well, do I really want to be, noodling around in a pedal when i'm already noodling around on a modular noodling around in software like i have all these areas that i'm creating my own uh space in the er301 mm -hmm. the modular in general you know all that right. stuff creating my own paths as it is and the worry would be that i'm spending too much time creating my own things as opposed to using them so or you just basically stated the exact thing that I've been talking about the whole time about ER301 because it's like having a module where there's a world of modules inside. And for me, I've always feared that I would go down the, the you know, the rabbit hole and be creating all these different things all the time. But I imagine, too, that the, you know, I've rationalized that, that with the newness would wear off in that sense, where once you kind of have things set up, you've got go-to things. You probably right, you're right. You're right. When, once you set up your own templates and all that, you're good with all of those types of things. But for me, the, the part that gets me second guessing whether or not I want it is the fact that it's in a pedal. Right. So like in, in the 301, it's like I'm already in the noodle space of a modular. I'm already in this area where noodle I know when space. I hop on my modular, I'm on there for, for hours on end. You know what I mean? Right. So. Right. But why but, wouldn't you why wouldn't you just integrate the pedal to that space that you're in? Well, that's what I'm saying, though. To me, it, it's like a mental split between how I use things. You know what I mean? So it's like he finally admitted that he had his his mental is split somehow. Yeah, he has. Can <laughs> it mentally split, guys? <laughs> I, for instance, I like guitar pedals like instantly, like you know, a few knobs, smack it, turn it on, and good to go. Like instant gratification. Whereas my modular is much more like. Like I have some things in my modular that are, I have the same thing in pedal form, but I'll spend more time tweaking it on the module versus on the pedal. It's more set and forget, just go.
Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel I feel like we're just in an era where things are being redefined. Like when I think about mm-hmm. what what my kid is gonna think a phone is, he's definitely never gonna know what a button on a phone is. Like as opposed to like yeah. he like for him, phone is identified with touchscreen. Yeah. And yeah, he, he's yeah. not he's not gonna know what a rotary is. He's not gonna know what a t- a button is. But on that's phone. that's reality today. Like uh, my grand, my mom said to my daughter once, uh, change the dial. Yeah. So now obviously change the channel. And my daughter kind of looked at her like, what dial? <laughs> yeah. It was like pick up the remote and change the channel. You know what she's talking about. So, <laughs> so, so what what what's cool about this is I I think that this is a step in the right direction, and I think this is one of the firsts of its kind because we have mm-hmm. the h9 we have the zoya we have things mm-hmm. like the organelle we have you know these mm-hmm. things and believe it or not even your phone if you mm-hmm. have your phone you have an insane pedal collection in your phone so there's even this, this there's even a software that i use called tone stack um that's on the ipad and that thing is a, a amp emulator, effects emulator, all these things, all in one app. It's like a guitar plugin, but it has all these crazy things in it that I just use my iPad as a pedal with a little interface, and that's, you're good yeah. to go. Um, so tell me, tell me though, with your with your um, iOS devices, how do you integrate it with the rest of your gear? What are you using, like a iOS MIDI, some sort of camera kit or something like that yeah i got i got the camera connection kit but that's just to connect the interface that i'm using so i'm using uh the complete uh interface and that has uh four ins four out six out or four in six out. i don't even know how many six in or six out and i route everything through that midi and audio so again i use it as a send on my on my daw and whatever effect I have running in my iPad becomes a send that I can send to and record back. So it's, yeah. dude, the That's, amount of free apps on, on the app store that are crazy effects. Black hole, the black hole on the iOS now is crazy. Mm-hmm. I've been using that for like the past week. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Great. Talk about that a little bit, Ken, because um, there's been, there's more talk about that too. Did they just release a newer one? I, I thought I saw something. They, well, they released three. There was the multi-tap. There was the, uh, the multi-tap delay. Uh, yep. It's a crazy delay. Cause it's, it's just like, I mean, it's like a super, super powerful delay pedal. And then you've got their reverb, which is the black hole reverb. Uh, and then you have the uh, micro pitch. Also, also tone boosters have, have just started releasing their plugins as uh, as iOS apps. They released uh, their their uh, what do you call it? Their dynamic EQ, and they also mm-hmm. released their reverb that has compression built into it, so you could sidechain the reverb. And what you call it? Audio damage. Yeah. So audio damage has a bunch of really cool stuff, uh, and audio damage has like a, a fake side chaining app in there too. Oh yeah, that pumper, cool. that joint is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that thing's dope. MSX Audio, they have these kind of cool things too. Just yeah, saying. we we got some really we got some really cool stuff and some other actually, things on the way. The one I don't have is the tape. I don't have. Oh, that. Ken, you got to get that. We'll, I got to. Yeah. I got to. We'll, 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 we'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. Keep me to put that on there and and, and yeah. Fly tape. Yeah. My fly tape is dope. Yeah, I keep yeah. needing to put that in, in my setup, uh, but I keep forgetting. So if you have fly tape, you ba- you basically have like a dope 
dope ass glitch sp 404 ish kind of yeah. thing and it's really cool because yeah yeah the the um star the eventide plugins are released uh yeah those are really dope i i bought them as soon as they came out i bought the fab filter bundle the on ios stuff is dope and Yo, uh, the, the aux uh the dub the dub effects and the um what's the re and the reverb one Yo, oh, yeah. can I just say, can I just say right quick, I'm I'm bouncing between our conversation and how much I'm digging this new streaming situation that we got going on because I can do things like this and oh, yeah. show our participants. Yeah, that's fresh. That you know yeah. what I mean? Yo, don't but I get a gold star for like finding this today? Like in no. short time, I get a gold you star. Do you do not. Yo, yo, Ken always trying to you get something. Kill the star. We'll work yeah. on the goal. <laughs> yo, yo, Ken, Ken always trying to get something. He's I'm like, just trying to get, man, I need credit. I'm always getting over so, so the, credit, the, the black hole reverb, the ultra tap delay, and the micro pitch. Ken, want, Ken wants to get credit for discovering a black hole. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a joke that I'm not gonna. Uh, oh, uh, also, the ultra tap is dope for glitch too, man. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah, it's super dope. I I use it for a lot of sound design stuff because I have the the desktop version. So when I saw it came out on iOS, it gave me the ability to just hook up like a synth directly to it outside of the latency from traveling in back and forth from the uh, from the computer. It's really yeah. cool. Okay, word. So uh actually that that kind of let's see. Zoya looks amazing, great for travel setup, op one, organelle, wish uh Empress Zoya and Eurorack module. So that's an interesting thought, but now that you, you you're able to integrate it, right, with C V, would you want something like the Zoya in your rack? To me, to me, uh it would have to be formatted in a different way. Uh yeah. and it, it would be smart if they just came out with an effects unit that had patch points and no buttons, because then you can kind of integrate it in a different way with modular. Cause right now as a pedal, it doesn't make sense if they had all these buttons and all these other things in modular, but if it was a modular like a uh, unit, it would have to be a different form form and just like, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. They'd have to kind of accommodate it a little differently. And, yeah. and realistically, once uh, once the operating system is a little bit more fleshed out, that's kind of what the 301 is because the 301 is going to be able to run. Um, what is it? Is it C sound or is it um, whatever, whatever, whatever that, that other coding platform is. Um, well, the ER 301. Yeah. Yeah. The ER 301 is going to be able to run patches from other stuff as well. So to me, the ER 301 is just like, you know, that's kind of sort of the future of a lot of things because allowing users to have the flexibility of creating their own, you know, their own effects, their own uh, synthesizers, their own whatever inside of it and controlling it however they want. So, yeah, yeah and, the, create, and you could create the user interface how you want it. You know what I mean? Like that top level, however you want it, which is yeah, really the good. ER301 has been one of the best, like one of the best purchases I've ever gotten. Like it's, and yeah, that's heavy, yo. Yeah, thank you. I, that, for, that's heavy because I know the stuff that you've gotten over the years. Well, <laughs> that's, well that's a heavy 
it was a yeah because remember that was my first module. Yeah, right. That was my first Eurorack module. Like, talk about diving in. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I was just like, oh man, I gotta get into Eurorack. I'm gonna buy an ER301. Like, <laughs> top, of the, top of the mountain, ma. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, but but the thing is that the good thing about Eurorack is that there's different styles of Eurorack. There's yeah. all these. There's all these. Like somebody just mentioned the Percussa, which you need like seven hands to use. Um, the Swift 16, the Sweet 16 joint. That I think Corey, you just got one of those, right? Sweet so, 16, yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah I have to. I'm gonna be building it next week with with uh uh yeah. Is it in the camera? Yeah. So I got the Sweet 16 Plus. I'm gonna be building it next week with the uh, SoCal Sense Society. There's about three or four of us that are building them together. So you you know what company? Low key is a modular synth company because everyone uses their stuff with modular is Chase Bliss. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I can like, see them being in uh uh but you know what though? What was that pedal? Hold on. I mean that you're right. Instant lo-fi vintage. So one of the dudes that helped develop instant lo-fi vintage, which is a module that kind of gives you that vinyl sound. Uh it's a module. He you mean ended up dookie? Lo-fi dookie. I don't know what you mean. Lo-fi dookie. <laughs> junkie, not dookie. <laughs> lo-fi yo, junkie. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, whatever, whatever lo-fi dookie is. I don't want any I don't more of that. I don't know bro, what's going on with you. No. Bro, that's, that's like when you look in the toilet and, you, and your shit is like pixelated. <laughs> it's, not, it's not quite a log. It's like a blocky log. It looks, it looks like a... a He's like, yo, this dookie's lo-fi. <laughs> yo. yo. Oh, my God. It went low so quick. And it's instant. That's even worse. Yo, <laughs> yo, that, yo, shit, yo, that shit look like a, that look like a Minecraft dookie. <laughs> oh, man. Yo. Like, yo, On behalf of beat people, I apologize for this part. <laughs> yo, yo, you got that Minecraft dookie. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yo. Instant lo-fi junkie, right? So one of the, from what I heard, one of the dudes who developed that started Chase Bliss. So oh, no. I think they approached their pedals in a way that module modular companies right back. Their, their modules did. So <laughs> the other thing about uh, about guitar pedals and uh, modular would be interfacing. You know, so obviously, as he said, he has his on his interface as a send so he can send whatever's in his lab through there the other thing would be um you know interfacing with Eurorack guitar pedal interfaces so like i have the maleka one uh in my rack here uh what's it called send return snd slash rtn um and you know you can of course do it with mixers and whatnot it tends to take up more space when you do that but you know, it's in my opinion, a lot of the times the guitar pedals are cheaper than the modules. So it, if you have something similar like that, it's an easy way to integrate your uh, Euro rack in your pedal situation. Or you can just put it in a doll situation if you're if you're doing that. My bad. Uh, do y'all know anything about this? About what? What's the what? uh, inside Euro rack mixer with built in? Oh, he is he saying this would be dope if that existed? Yeah, it would be cool. It would be cool. There needs to be. There needs to be better Eurorack mixers and um, 
you know, there's some good ones out there, but I still feel like there is a, a large hole in the market as far as uh, Euro rack mixing and um, the layouts of them and what they can do. And I just feel like there's, I mean, if you look at something like the zoom uh, has that 20 track digital mixer that can also record the SD card and it's like super cheap. There's no reason something like that couldn't exist in a Euro rack or, yeah. you know, and, and be cheap, you know, be affordable at least, but it comes down to what the size of the market is really. And, and that's where the pricing kind of gets a little squirrely. I think. Yeah. I'm also surprised uh, no one has done well, not no one, but has done a desktop version of something like the the ES8. It's like an mm -hmm. interface that. Well, can... we thought we thought Native Instruments was going to do that. Yeah, for a while. We, we always think Native Instruments is going to do stuff, but <laughs> but you know, Native Instruments is the king of squandered opportunities. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say the king because there's other companies that we're always like, man. I wish you would have organ Roland. Yeah, it's like, yo, who needs another organ? Yeah, Roland is definitely the, the one that comes to mind when we start yo, talking about yo, yo, Roland is like the ultimate tease because mm -hmm. you, you walking in that mug, you're like, yo, we're gonna see the MV9000. You walk in there, it's a freaking accordion. And you did it five years in a row. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yo, every time they hit you with that accordion, I'm like, yo. Yeah. yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't date no more, Roland. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time I think I'm gonna get to, you know, next that base, trust is gone. Yeah, every time, every time I think I'm gonna seal the deal, you hit me with the accordion. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so, hey, let me let's go to. Um, I kind of dig the idea one with with Zoya and all this integration of CV into everything. Like, think about that, yo. How many years ago? It wasn't very long when Akai brought out that one red controller. I can't think of the name of it, but it had touch screens, and it was the first thing really on the market in years oh, and Max years. Forty nine. Yeah, yeah. The Max, yeah, Max Forty Nine. The Max Forty Nine. It has CV, and that was like a like today everything has cv and we want cv on everything and there's all this integration and so uh that makes me think of this i'm gonna pull this up here so we can see ableton live 10 cv tools you see you see how on top of it i was mm -hmm. in the video right ken still trying to get that credit i'm getting my gold stars today Man, just watching this video makes you want to buy a shuttle system. Jeez. It makes you want to like oh. shave somebody's arms. <laughs> that's, that's a thing. <laughs> Yo, Ken, I was not expecting you to say to shave someone's arm. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's super dope. Yo, Stevie Tools is fly, man. I've been yeah. using it since since it was in beta. It's really oh, cool. Cause, yeah, because when Shonda told me that the the beta was out, I was like, "Oh snap! Let me go download that." And I haven't stopped using it since then. Like it's great. Like I'm clocking my modular, my modular on my desk with CV Tools from Ableton, because I don't have a MIDI to see. I don't have a MIDI CV joint at the moment well not in in this case so i'm just clocking i'm sending a, a clock out 
from right, Ableton right. to my modular yeah. to my uh, Pamela's new workout, which is clocking everything else. Mm -hmm. So it's super. I just dope. started using it. Um, I actually uh, met with Ableton the other day, and, and they were kind of like, "Yo, you you got it. You got to start using this." And I was messing with it, and the first thing that really kind of jumped to me is how quick and easy it is to set up. Like it's integrated right into it. It's not like totally separate from from anything it's not like i gotta load up reactor blocks and then i gotta set stuff up it's right there like it's it's so what you get you get you got what? cv instruments uh cv triggers cv utilities like what kind of utilities multiply yeah envelopes uh lfos multipliers all that stuff clock and everything syncs back and forth dope you could even clock ableton from via your modular yeah, which is crazy when you start thinking about also Ableton Link, which means you can clock everything else from like a, your module. Yeah, just with Ableton I mean? Link, uh, with just over Wi-Fi, it's crazy. What's the latency like though with something like Ableton Link and something it, like that? It's not really, it's not really bad. I use it all the time. Like I'll, I'll create something on Elastic Drum on my iPad and set it up via Ableton Link, and it tracks. And it's probably like maybe like one millisecond to two milliseconds off so i could fix that you know in, in ableton really quick and it's getting better all the time it used to be worse so they keep improving it because they keep updating link mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's dope that's dope yeah man we're moving into some interesting places with with these tools and stuff i gotta tell you there's some other people that i won't name that i've asked to do something similar to uh cv tools and that has not happened but uh i think a company like ableton live doing cv tools is going to prompt a lot of other companies to to jump in there but but back and back who is it um what's the what's the doll that's similar to ableton live Bit, the bitwig yeah bitwig, bitwig has, has yeah, tools Bit, a couple yeah, years now right yeah they've had those things a couple years and they just created a whole environment um of modular like units that you can patch however you want internally and send it out so it's really 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 cool hmm. yeah. dope dope and so it's a whole separate environment no it's a environment within bitwig okay okay it, dope. yeah it's really 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 dope i haven't had a lot of time to mess with it um i i downloaded the upgrade when it first came out and i spent a couple days with it but that joint is man Super, super dope. That's fly. Yeah, that's what's up, man. So I think this is probably going to encourage me to, to use Ableton more because I got to tell you, I've never really been a heavy Ableton dude. When I had my push, I used Ableton more than I ever have in my life, and I haven't used it much after uh, selling my push, too. Um, but yeah, I, this may, I want to check out the CV tool, so I may start. I'll admit. That's the mm -hmm. only way I use Ableton is with a push. Um, my push is like, I, I don't know. Like I've, I've set up other controllers. Like I had a launch pad set up for it, but I'm the kind of person that like when I use a doll, I really prefer it to be hands-on control. So um, when I was using Logic, I had, uh, uh, what did I have? Digi03 and the, um, what was the other one? The M Audio joint. I had that too. And when I, mess with ableton gotta have a control surface at all times so if mm -hmm. i'm if i'm working in a doll and you don't have some sort of hands-on control like it, it just loses a lot of the fun to me and a lot of the i just like interacting with 
dedicated pieces of hardware like that. So with this, it's like Ableton integrates their push controller so well with this, like the, the user interface of the screens so well, mm-hmm. it's all just really easy to control, which is dope. It, I find it really interesting that you guys are saying that because I look at a lot of these young kids making beats and they don't even make beats with controllers. They're using the QWERTY keyboard yeah, to make yeah. beats on any software that they're on. Mm-hmm. So for, and then, and then they, they, they just come from a different sort of perspective. We've had that tactile experience where, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, in Logic years ago, you could uh, still to this day, you could set Logic in a way where you could use the keyboard to do that. So I've done yeah. it a little bit. But that ain't, like, I could see, like, if kids are like, well, what do I need anything else for? I could just do it right here. Yeah. If you're a dope programmer or a ranger, you can still get busy. Yeah, I, I like it, man. Like, I, because sometimes, like, I'm in a jam where I'm, like, on a plane. You know, I'm a big dude. I can't bust out no controller on a plane. Because the, the, the tray, the tray is already hitting my belly, and I'm already like, I'm already like, no, I'm just saying, I got no room for that like that. Yeah, so I'm like, I could only bust out a yo. This just reminds me. Speaking of things that need to become Eurac modules, Electron needs to needs to. Oh, uh, Benjamin, I have Max. I love it. I've been building a lot in it. Um. Electron needs to make the Digitac sequencer as a Eurorack module. That'd be dope. I personally feel like some of the later uh, Eurorack sequencers that have come out are basically trying to be yes. the Electron sequencer. You know what I mean? So, and there's a few of them. You could probably name almost all of the most popular ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, they would kill the game if they did that. Yeah, it's yeah. When I think of like, uh, I have the Fluxus one, and th- this is one of the closest joints to like an electron sequencer that I've used. Um, yeah, and also like a lot of these uh samplers that are out in modular are borrowing like from the way that electron samples, yeah, you know, and the way that electron handles a lot of that stuff. So I see I see good things in the future. They might not ever come out with a Eurac module, but if they do, I hope it's like a it's derived from the Digitac or or any of these new sequencers. It is a little bit odd that they haven't done it already with so many people asking for it for so long. Um, well, they have to finish all the stuff that they haven't finished yet. Well, there's have. that. I, I'm not I'm not even gonna get into like, you know, what I like or dislike about Electron, but I'm just saying it to me it's it's interesting that because well before the Digitac boxes (laughs) and really even well before the MK2 range came out, people have been asking for it. So it's, and and I know that Electron's been interested in Eurorack for a long time. So it's, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, the writing's been on the wall for a long time. Are they just, are they working on it? Is it, is it? Maybe they're just trying to find the right entry point that the right thing can make or break your entry into like a new space like that. Well, they, they've, they, I, I don't know if you know this, they've already been ahead of the curve with that because they, all their pieces of gear have some sort of CV yeah. integration into, into something, whether it's their analog four, whether it's the rhythm, whether it's, I don't know, like I, I have to check if like the other joints are, but I know those two specifically already have CV in and out mm-hmm. on the joints. So, They've been there. They 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 have some sort of research with that. Yeah. Uh, 
or like for instance, uh, the analog rhythm, um, I use it to trigger a lot of things sometimes because instead of sending the voices out of the rhythm, you know that there's a voice that's called trig that you can just use that to yep. send. And you can put it on several different pads if you want. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, bro, like you have a dope sequencer there just with the rhythm for your modular. Mm-hmm. Like a gate sequencer? Man, that thing is fly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't think many people think of using it that way. I don't know that I have, but it totally is doable like that, especially with that trig. I used to use um, uh, my A4. Well, it, it, at one point, you saw a lot of people using the analog four yeah. uh, in that capacity. So that, that is dope to be able to have that sequencer. Yeah. People are always finding ways to use those electron sequencers with the Euro rack. So I think that's kind of like a telltale sign that that's something that is wanted. <laughs> that they can make it happen. Yeah, it's yeah. I think they can make it happen. I think for them also, it's marketing. It's the time. You know, mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of stuff, dude. When you think about it, you can buy. Uh, you can buy that new model sample. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can buy the model sample. Hook that up to to a MIDI to CV. You have six tracks of electron sequencing with the model sample. Yep. Yeah, that's dope. Yo, um, while we're on sample stuff, you just got a new sampler for your your rack. Oh yes. See, yeah. yeah. that segue oh, deserves a gold star. Yes. Yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta do it. Hold Here on. it comes. I just got a new sample for my human. Okay. <laughs> Bro, sit platinum. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I got that 1010 bit box. Man, that thing is dope. Here, here's the problem. Here's the, here's the here's the bigger problem. Now I want all of them. And I have all of them basically. Yeah, but then that it's uh you can you can change the stuff, right? But who wants to do that? Yeah, because if you want to use several of them at a time, I saw and- a dude on and you all probably down. He has like all of the 1010 bitbox joints and probably a duplicates. And then he has like uh, that 16 channel fader and he's rocking live sets with like several bitbox joints. Yo, I just ordered the inverted uh, faceplate so that I can put it in battle mode. Uh, Oh man, it's about to be on, son. Oh yeah, Ken over there with that wave riser. Yeah, man. Yeah, that thing is fly. It's a little too 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 hard on the eyes for me, but it's dope. You got to see it in person, man. You definitely got to see it in person. Oh it's no, I I I, mean, I believe you. Translate properly in pictures for sure. Yeah, I believe you because I thought a certain way about the Bitbox, but mm-hmm. when I saw it in person, I was like, "Yo, this is it looks good." And this, I will honestly say, like the Wave Razor actually looks better because the faceplate is this kind of like. It's this kind of like matte, sparkly finish. It's weird. And, and man, it, it actually looks really good. That was my first impression when I took it. I was like, oh, snap, this thing looks nice. But um, the going back to the whole switching back and forth between the different 1010 things, um, you can't do that on the fly. You have to power down. Yeah, you have to change that. the firmware, yeah. So if you're, I mean, you could certainly wire in a switch that you could kill power like that, but. Again, who wants to do that? So you just got to get them all. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. I'm just like, man, I gotta get all these joints. And I the the toolbox one, to be honest with you, because I love the idea of like having all these LFOs and envelopes and stuff, and having visual representation where it's not difficult to see it all. Like that's the next one I'm getting. A big ass modulation center, which 
it would be between that and uh that Rossum one as well. That that one's pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, no, I'm getting the I'm getting the toolbox next. I'm that's but the toolbox is the one that really kind of sets it off like that. And I really do hope that they they release a um add-on module for the 301 for for allowing CV out. But uh, cause cause I would use the hell out of that. I I but the yeah that toolbox looks dope. Yeah, it's dope. And what's what's cool is that well, the toolbox is a series two. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not what the Bitbox. So Bitbox is a Series One. The Toolbox is a Series Two. It's a different processor, and it's more closer to the Black Box than it is to the um. What do you call it? And I think the input outputs are. Like- yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different on that joint. So yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. I I'm excited about that purchase. It, it's it's gonna help me to produce and make beats the way that I want to. In my Euro rack, because think mm-hmm. about that, man. The toolbox and the ER three hundred one together, and then sampling each other back and forth between those two machines, like, oh, bro, that's dope. And then too, does it allow you to stream from the SD card? Like, yep. For instance, with, yep. with my black box, what I really dig about the black box is that obviously you can make beats on it as like a regular sequencer, but you could also use it as like a clip launcher. Oh yeah. Cool- on it you so know what story, i mean like, Corey, i i, have, I put I a whole i put a whole beat up. set i put a whole beat set <laughs> and streamed Lord. it from different pads on the screen that's what's up that's what's up and that kind of stuff is what i'm talking about when it's to when when you know when you talk about doing like a mod map or eurorack set and you know there's this idea that you know because i just started performing in that capacity but somebody says yeah you got an hour and i'm like what <laughs> who got an hour well the thing is yeah. because the force the force isn't doing disc streaming so having something like the black box or something like you know the bit box in the rack where you can stream a song while you get something else ready and use that to transition to keep everything going it's really dope that's that's really dope about the the whole series of bit box black box and stuff like that yeah <clears throat> People keep mentioning why not the force. Uh, yeah, yeah, force is dope. I don't have a force yet. Uh, when I have it, I'm gonna probably integrate my my uh, my force with my module. And here's what's dope about the Bitbox too: you cannot not only just sequence all the stuff with CV. There's a MIDI. There's MIDI on it, so you can you can sequence everything with MIDI. So you can grab you know your DAW and just sequence the bit box with it and then yo this is mad dope yo i can't i'm gonna have to do a whole episode on the bit box this joint crazy yeah that, that whole technology is really dope yeah that dude aaron from 10 tent man he and i want to shake that dude's hand like yeah he, he, he's dope. actually we should have him on the show and kind of talk about all of those different boxes man yeah yeah Corey, hook that up man because that'll be really really dope you guys are stealing my guests for the synth summit show you, you each get a gold star taken away. Man, please. <laughs> My people got all their gold stars taken away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I got a drink to that one. Hold on. Mm. All right. So there was something else I had to. Oh, I wanted to bring up your Instagram. No hashtags. Oh, oh yeah. That's just something that I'm working on. It's something that I wanted to bring up, though. So, um, you go ahead and tell them your Instagram handle. 
So my Instagram handle is Daniel Steel Music, uh, D-A-N-I-E-L-S-T-E-E-L-E-M-U-S-I-C at gmail.com. And I've just been, I'm posting a beat a day, a 30, 30 second to a minute beat a day, uh, just to be more active and engage more. And what I do is I literally wake up in the morning, make those beats, and then mix it. And then post it on Instagram. And at the end of the month, I'm dropping a 30-minute beat tape for people to commute. Some of those beats were, were pretty old, though, right? Yeah, some of them. And then you uh, just re, you re, you clean them up. and Yeah, some of them were like joints that I did, but I never did anything to them. So I literally just went in and just mi- did a proper mix down, you know, ran it through a mastering chain that I put together. And that's it, you know, just been... uh. Trying to be more active because a lot of people are always like, hey, when are you going to come out with music? And I'm like, man, I'm going to just do something. Well, you just got off tour, too. Yeah, I was on the road for a long time, so I really wasn't making music. And that's also how I learned my gear. I learned my gear by just sitting in the studio and making beats and and integrating everything. My modular, my synths, which reminds me, I need to tune my grandmother because she's out of tune. And it's a... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your, your grandmother's out of tune. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yo, no. they said your your chair is on fire too. But the fact of the matter is, is oh no, no, a, hold on, hold on, hold on. My chair. Chair. No, no, my chair isn't on fire. That's a that's a diffuser. <laughs> <in> the- <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, but it did look like it was steam oh. out of your chair. Oh man, that's steel. hilarious! So steel is um the one with the the good smelling studio. Yeah, I have the. Right? We got yeah. Corey. Corey's got the the luscious lotion studio. Oh yeah, Corey got mad. Studio. Corey got <laughs> Corey got shea butter, shea butter mm-hmm. lotions, assorted lotions. Shout out to Tony, by the way. Oh man, yo man, yeah. It's just um, yeah. Just trying to be trying to be more active and trying to do something different. And I didn't want to do like any specific hashtag, so I figured I just put a no hashtag. And then, so is that gonna be the name of the album at the end of the thirty days? I don't know what it is. Like I make, I'll make it up like the day that I post it. Just tell people about how the numbers, if you put them all together, it equals the pin number to your bank account. No. So check this out. Right. So check, check out how I started that. Um, I basically went to type in like beat number one and I just decided to be crazy and add one, a bunch of numbers in series of that one number. And I was like, yo, this actually look because I love the way numbers look and letters look. So I'm like, yo, this actually looks pretty cool. I'm just do this every day. <laughs> Well, see, you should, you're not actually supposed to tell anybody. Like, I don't care. Keep it a mystery because now no. you've got like hexadecimal and like, you know, you've got people. They try to figure out a code. Binary. A code it. No, no, there's no, there's no code to it. It's just there's a look. A people lot are of, thinking that you're being like Apex Twin. And, no, no. Look, look. Let me tell you something. When it comes to music, just just do. Like some sometimes you don't have to be methodical. Just wake up in the morning, go to your piano and play something and record it because that's gonna be the vibe. Like that, that's gonna be the vibe. A lot of people think too much when they're making music. Like you that's shouldn't true. think, just do. Actually, the best stuff, that's why the best stuff for me comes together when it's 
things are just flowing and, and the, the, they, they come together a little more quicker because you're not thinking through it. You're just kind of going with the vibe and allowing it to be what it needs to be. Yeah. That's oh what's God. up. Luscious Lotions. Yeah. <laughs> it's an excellent album name. <laughs> oh, that's that's, that's the next Mod Bath album right there. Luscious <laughs> Lotions, a.k.a. Lay it down. The, the Slick. Yeah, the slick. Yep, that granny. All the, all the that's, that's what, that'll be one all of the tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah, tuning up, granny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a hair. It's like a hair sharp. And what? Here's what sucks. I need to find that tool that you get you, in the your box. Granny has sharp hairs. No, it's like yeah, she does have sharp hairs. <laughs> Yo, tool in the grandmother box. Yeah, you tool? get that that little stick thing that goes in the back of the oscillators to tune to calibrate yeah. them. So I have to find that. I don't know where it is. If not, it, oh Corey's like, yo, where's that joint at? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember getting one. I'm have to go look in the box. Yeah. Something. So I just gotta, I gotta tune it. I've never tuned a synth before. So I well, hey, when you do it, hit me up. I'll, I'll kind of walk you through it because tuning oscillators can get a little bit. Um, it can be a little bit tedious. I haven't yeah. on a grandmother, but if it's anything like what I think it's going to be like, then it's a lot of going back and forth and back and forth to, to make sure you get it right across the range. Yeah, man. And that's kind of like, well, you know what? I wonder if I can use the CV tools in Ableton to calibrate because it, uh, the CV tools also has a calibrator. Usually that kind of stuff. Um, it like it won't it's not going to tune your grandmother, but it'll make it in tune playing from CV. Hmm. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. the CV instead of tracking perfectly volt per octave, it'll send out CV that's curved. To yeah, the the odd tuning that you have or whatever. So th there's a um there's an expert sleepers tool that does that as well. Oh, Inky, I I don't own a lot of analog modular, so that's why I've so, never. Oh, had I, wanted to, I wanted to mention this. Inky was mentioned about what about the um the force. I just wanted to mention that for as far as integrating the force, and I know this is the X right now, but as far as integrating the force with Eurorack, usually where the MPC X is that I'm showing down here, that's usually where my force is. I'm just kind of testing something right now. So I moved the force to the side and I'm using the X, but I use the, the uh, force right here and I integrate it either with the built-in CV or, and additionally with the mutant brain, which is, right there you can see the mutant brain right yeah. there right midi into it and then it gives me you know 12 um uh cv output it gives four cv and then 12 gates so <clears throat> i yeah. use that how i i use the forces uh uh sequencer to kind of integrate with my live case and that's how i play live too so i just want so, to yeah, yeah so inky on my on the grandmother you know like since it doesn't have since the second oscillator has the frequency knob so you can tune that but the first oscillator is fixed so you have to go to the back and you have to you know you have to calibrate it there so i don't know if it's maybe just yeah i gotta figure it out but i'll, I'll do that this week because i i desperately want to use this to play on some of the new stuff that i'm making uh and but it's a little out of tune for me so yeah that's where i'm at word yo hey, so benjamin what else was yelling out at there? right <laughs> <laughs> benjamin over here over here yelling he's like i said ask um <laughs> there, there was something else that i wanted to bring up i'm trying to remember what it was oh, i was important too oh well must not have been that important uh hold on i want to i want to talk about the the 
Akai updates. Who's uh, been checking for the Akai updates? I know a lot of people. Oh, have. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I can't remember if I installed it or not. Yeah, I updated my uh, my the update. It's really dope. I think I did, but I can't really recall. So that's how that's. Oh, Corey, check this out. The update is actually a huge part of how I've been making these tracks because I'll make the track right on the NPC, export an Ableton session, and mix it in Ableton. Dope. And so, you find that to be a pretty quick workflow for you, though? Yeah. The, or make, make the workflow more seamless for you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really dope. Yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's, well, for me, a guy that uses Ableton, it makes a lot of sense. I think what sucks that a lot of companies assume that people use Ableton for everything. And mm -hmm. it would be better if they came up with another standard of exporting stuff because Ableton is cool, but not, not everybody uses it. I, part of me, you, like you bring up a really, really valid point for that. Um, but the initial impression to me is that the, Ableton project export stuff is because the force resembles Ableton so much in the, the clip launching way that that sort of stuff. That's that was my initial impression of it. Um, yeah, but it's also a standard in, in a lot of other things like in on iOS apps. Yeah, you're export, absolutely right. Yeah, they 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 all have like this Ableton session export, um, which is cool because most of the time, and, I, and I'm using this like not not as an over-exaggeration, when you buy a new piece of gear from like Focusrite or or from Novation or from even Akai, mm -hmm. you get a you get a free license to like Ableton, like to like their their base level version of Ableton. And basically it's like they're giving you a DAW to record your stuff with. And I think that's their way of telling you, like, hey. You're going to make music on this piece of hardware, but you probably need to record it and mix it. So here's a free DAW that you can use to, to do this. Oh, by the way, all of our stuff can export directly to this, whether you're using our app or our hardware. Well, the positive side of that is that you can export stems out of Ableton mm -hmm. into your other stuff. So if you have that, you yep. know, you're good to go. Now, I have Suite, so I don't know if the free version can allow you to do all that sort of exporting, but I would, I would assume so. Yeah. 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 Can, uh, you can, they, they actually, the export includes a, a full version export and also like a light version of the export. So I guess for you to open on the light version of Ableton. Yeah. See, so, I mean, it's, it's just dope that you can even do that at all because for the longest time we, we didn't even have access to doing that at all. It was, you had it on there and you better track that shit out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, and if you didn't have eight outs, you were muting. And you yeah, were I was going to say, man, I'm too old to be tracking stuff out. I don't got time like that. In the I'm meantime, like, <laughs> you're using or, that was that used to be my least favorite of all things when back in the MPC 2000 Excel days and all that, like tracking something out. It used to be like, yo, put me to sleep, bro. It's bro, I bro. remember when I put eight outs in my MPC, it was like me everybody too. and their mom wanted to come over and have me track stuff out because they yeah, you could do eight at one time. Yo, <laughs> why do you think why do you think that our legends like Dilla and like Madly were like Man, we ain't tracking nothing. Now you don't get this too. Yeah, too tracking and let's go. <laughs> well, and, and you know what? The thing about that is, is so like everybody would try to come over and 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 multi-track out of my MPC because I had one of the only ones in the area that had eight track, uh, eight outputs on it. 
But what people didn't realize is that everybody was mixing their beat inside the MPC. And mm-hmm. once you go to individual outs, that mix is gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It goes That's back true. to unity. And and that was the other thing that when I was young back in those days, it's kind of like, yo, I like the way it sounds on the box, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like the way it sounds straight off the box. I spend time making it that way. Yep. So when you and track I, it out, man, you got to go I ended up doing. It's a whole other discipline you got to learn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yo, one of the things that, so that's one of the features on the MPC, but one of the things that I like that's new on the force uh, is um, the convert to key group function. So how mm-hmm. you could take one sample and convert it to key group. So it's convert to key group function on a drum track. Users can quickly convert a sample assigned to a pad into a key group track. So there's this keystroke you do, You like say if you got a piano hit or a bass uh, tone on one pad, you could do a keystroke, hit the pad, it creates a new track with that spread out across all of the uh, of the entire keyboard, like a key group. So it automatically creates a key group and a new track Man, for you. they need to bring that to the NPC, bruh. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the bad part of that is, it's like, okay, so you did that, but those of us who use NPCs and machine, it still kind of hurts our heart because we're like, well, in, in the in the machine, the pad is already yeah, the, yeah the pad is already yeah yeah it's already done like you don't ever have to do that so it's like they, and, and I could dig that but, you know, but it's a yeah. it's a sloppy workaround you know but you know what I'd rather have that than to not no absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean absolutely. I, honestly I'd rather, I'd rather be like what you said from the first place yeah but the fact that they could give it to you now is cool. And, having and a workaround is better than not having a workaround for sure. Right. But yeah, man. like, um, man, like workflow wise, there's still a lot, like I'm using the MPC probably more than the machine right now, except for editing. Cause I still kind of like, I like doing hands-on editing uh, of samples and machine. Um, but man, like there's so many like little workflow things that they just need to like shed some of the legacy a little bit and just go forward right. to the future, you know? Man, I just got sad that that's not on the NPC right now. Hopefully, it shows up. <laughs> man, that's like that's what be making making me slow. Like on the MP, I'm like, man, I just want this to be a melody. I don't want to have to create a group for this joint. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying though. It's like that. That's some of that legacy stuff from the NPC that Akai refuses to like, you know, break break their mold, but. That mold when they broke MIDI so bad. So it's like if you were willing to completely make it so that I can't assign what MIDI goes to a group, then why are you holding me back on this other stuff? Don't tell me it's because it's been like this for 20 years because you already screwed this other part up. So march forward into the future, please. Well, I just know that a couple more years, original NPC users are not going to be able to see the screen anymore. <laughs> so they're gonna have to <laughs> they're gonna have to change the way things work. <laughs> That's messed up. Cause bro, we getting old, bro. Like we aging out. We man, when I when I think about like hip hop I used to listen to, I'm like, man, I'm old dog. What are you talking about? When you talk about hip hop that I listen to, you're like you're old. Oh no, because you're old. You're old. You're like older, older. 
Yeah, but I'm old. I'm one. You lose five gold stars on that one. Hey, I told you, I ain't never had no gold star. <laughs> <laughs> Man, nah, that's that's super dope. Yo, have you guys seen? Um, hold on, let me jump on Synthopia real quick. Uh, I was sharing. I think I shared it with you guys in Marco Polo. But Plankton Electronics, they have that like uh, analog heat kind of module. That's uh, oh, I think in, I know about. Yeah, has yeah. been in Kickstarter for a while. Um, because I went on their website because I wanted to buy it, but it's not there, so that means it's called the it's called Spice. It's called Spice? yeah. Here, I'll share the. Uh, I got the video already up. Hold on. Oh yeah, yo, this thing is nuts. All right. Um, should I do the three or three one, or should I do uh? You know what? I'm gonna share Ben's because he's a friend of the show, so that makes yeah, sense. yeah. Plugins like Sarah so hold on, let me uh, pull this up. You can now connect your favorite virtual instruments to Captain Chords for a seamless composition. Oh, you got them ads, bruh? Got them ads. Hold on, here we go. All right, here we go. Uh, yeah. Hello. If my name was Brian, I'd say let's take a light bath. Wow. Bars. <laughs> ben. Lovely cleansing. Here, we'll skip in a little bit. So go to the Kickstarter if you like this video and do go support it. So we'll skip in just so you can check it out. Section all independently, or they can mix through each other. So I'm coming in through these filters into the analog section and coming out. I've patched in this sound, the dry output, through a send and turn on my mixer to a delay and then to the digital section. And I love some bit crushing and decimation and down sampling. Core, are you peeping this? Now I am. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you can kind of hide that and crunch up a background under a pad. So here's the wet sound from the main unit, not the digital section. And here's the digital section, getting the same output that you're hearing through a delay, then into the digital section. Yeah, that's been wild. Oh, this is dope. Of course, blending in some dry. This is a bandpass filter, but yeah. brings in all the. Yeah, you got to hear drums to that joint, though, man. We'll skip in a little in bit. A lot of harmonics, triangle. Yeah. So the the bottom line, though, is that you have multiple stages where you can really color a sound with this thing, which is really great. Uh, oh, it looks big, though. How much HP is that, or is that? Yeah, this joint is big, but what's cool about Plankton devices, they have all these other little modules uh, that kind of do, like they have like one that's like just the, the saturation. I think it's that new tone. That yeah. New tone joint yeah. Just the saturation. That uses that, that Korg um, new tube. Yeah, I think it's cool, man. So I just, I want to share that with you guys because I know, you know, we're always thinking about like, yo, what can make my stuff sound like, ugh, like even more crazy. That jellyfish is fire too. Um, 
yeah, they, they just make some really cool stuff. I've been into this. I've been I've been watching this a lot, trying to figure out when it's gonna drop because I definitely want to get this. Uh, Did they say they have a Kickstarter? Yeah, there's a Kickstarter. No. Yeah, this one is really cool. Yeah, it's weird because I tell you, I've been pretty skeptical about the the new tubes, um, but that's the first application that I've heard of them where they actually sounded like saturating and not brittle and just like a underpowered tube you know yeah. um, a lot of the times when you see tubes put into electronics like um like musical gear a lot of the times they're underpowered and so you just end up getting this kind of crackly crappy distortion sound that doesn't doesn't sound like harmonics of an actual tube amp you know what i mean yeah. like when people say oh i want i want that thick rich tube sound they're not talking about an electribe with a tube in it that has a little LED behind it to make it look like it's glowing. You know, they're talking about like a proper tube amp and they're talking about adding these harmonics in and, and that sort of thing. Um, that's the first product I think I've seen where you actually hear saturation going on in it. And yeah, it actually- and that's what I liked about it because I was like, man, this thing is fly. And the only thing that I would probably add to that chain is some sort of limiter at the end of it so that I can. Well, you know, I I keep going back to, um, man, I've been, uh, I want to show this. So I have, I got a new module from, uh, and I, I always kind of pronounce it goofy. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right or wrong. Eviton technologies up in Pittsburgh, right? So this is that HDMI cable module that I have. So what it uses is it's an HDMI cable and it's two passive modules that are only four HP, I think. Um, yeah, four HP. 18 inputs on it, 18 outputs on it. So it's, um, you can basically just plug an HDMI cable in and you have 18 ports where you can send stuff into it. And then out the other side, you get those 18 ports. It's just a a splitter, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So what I did was I put one in my larger rack and then one in my drum, my Euro rack drum rack. So now I can send stuff, you know, all sorts of modulation, uh, whatever outputs into that Eviton Technologies module, which I don't know what the hell it's called. I guess it's called Link. Oh my God, I almost dropped my modular. Uh, <laughs> don't, please. Yo, don't. first of all, why is your modular in the place where you could drop it? Well, no, <laughs> just, this two, just this two row skiff right here, it like kind of sort of hangs off on one side, like right here. So, like, I pushed down and the whole thing kind of went like that. Oh, <laughs> oh, old and I had to get up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, but anyway, yeah. so so I have like my kick drum right now is 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 being sent into the one that's in the drum case over there, but it comes out over here, and then I I process it through stuff, right? Um, and I totally forgot my train of thought where I was going with that. You got yeah. a new module. Yeah, you just wanted to show us your new module. No, no, so what I was saying though is that uh the with the with the new tone. You know, like that's the kind of processing that I want to do with that is like sending it through lots of different distortions. Right now I'm sending it through different wave folders and whatever. But I, I did have a different path that my mind was taking me on that. I I, I lost it. Ken wants to show his But uh yo, so so the <laughs> or audio it's it's the hdmi is not digital yeah. it's just a straight cable like you know what i mean it's just it ha- it's it's passing it through that's all yeah, it's, 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 a passive. Passive. it's passive it's not digital at all 
Um, that's just the type of cable that it uses. And uh, the, other thing <laughs> the other thing that I'm thinking about, <laughs> if you have a passive HDMI splitter, you should be able to connect more than two of those modules. You should be able to do like multiple. So, because I have a third rack that I'd like to hook it up to, and that would be kind of dope. Um, but yeah. I'm trying to go back and watch because we had this like time traveling situation going on here. I should go back and watch the feed and remember what I was talking about. <laughs> That's what's uh, but no, that that new tone does look really cool, man. And yeah, it's cool. Ho hopefully, I can get my hands on it and we could we could mess with it. So, are are the, are the new tone ones actually up for sale now or no? No, it's the Kickstarter is almost fully funded. Really, I thought that stuff was already out, man. That's not well. No, new tone is out. I think. Yeah, I'm talking about new tone. Yeah, new tone is out. I'm on per perfect circuit right now. Check it out. So that's and it's arriving soon. So that's that's what they put on everything. So yeah, it's all good. Doesn't actually mean it's arriving soon. So yo, um, you know what? I'm, I think I think we're good, man. We've been on about a half hour and a half at this point so we're gonna wrap it up um i think we have some pretty cool people stop by the chat i love the fact that we can do um that we can show people's comments on the screen now yeah, honestly I really good, really, good really streaming service um you know being able to show and and have the the uh, folks that's inside the chat interact this way on the screen is actually really dope and being able to stream videos and stuff so at any rate this was a good episode fellas I think this was dope, and um, we'll be back in two weeks. Anybody want to plug anything before we get out of here? Mm. Ken? I want to plug a bunch of stuff. I want to plug MSX Fly Tape because I'm going to pressure Steel into hooking me up with that. I got you, man. I want to um, I want to that's fam. You ain't got a pro you ain't got a strong arm fam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he just wants to strong arm me just to prove himself. <laughs> He's gonna die on a hill. That's what's gonna happen. Right. That's the only way that I'm uh, that's the only way I'm living and dying. Um I, I wanna promote uh Steel's face uh no Instagram. He's gonna promote my face. Yeah, <laughs> yo, Steel's face. I'd like to put uh, that on billboard if we could. Yeah. Uh, nah, so I want to send a shout out to Wheezy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'd like to say, yeah, definitely check out those Instagram posts for Steel's music, though, because I definitely want that album when it when it drops at the yeah, end. Yeah, I'll, I'll send that over to all you guys. I'm really, really looking forward to that. And also, um, the modular meet that we had, we had a modular meet too that was at the oh, yeah. Washington oh. Music Center. And Ali, um, Ali the architect, which is part of our crew, he performed, you know, at that spot and did a dope ass set. So it was really oh. cool that Chuck Levins actually had him perform and you know hosted the event. So I want to give a big shout out to Chuck Levins for that. Shout that out great. to Ali the architect, man. That dude is cold. Yeah, and you know what was really dope is when he did the set. At the end of the set, we did like a Q and A, and people you could tell that like not a lot of the crowd was like hip hop crowd, and they were asking questions, and it was like every question they were like kind of questioning, "Is that a sample?" That because he had his MPC up there too. They're like, "Is that a sample?" And it was no. 
every like he had his big ass modular up there and it was like split into three sections of different voices and those voices were his samples but it was actually his modular which was really dope yeah you know that's i'm glad you brought that up before we get out of here because that's one of the things i'm glad that more and more we're getting into situations where like ali is doing that thing and where uh me and aaron and ali got a chance to do the north coast modular where we did beat breakdowns or yeah, like super like, all these different instances of us kind of showing the pulling back the curtain on mod bat because i think people think sometimes when you hear when you hear beat that's based in hip-hop you don't always know how intricate and how layered and how creative it is because you think of just sampling a loop and that's what it is. Yeah. But it ain't always like that. And for him to be able to answer the questions and see in real time that the people were like, oh, yo, I just thought that was a sample off your off your modular where he was really used uh, off the MPC where it was really like we're using MPCs and X's and lives and Digitax and all that stuff like a sequencer for yeah. what's in track. And, you know, although we can sample stuff and we do sample stuff off of that, what we sequence, but a lot of times it's actually you see in the box as the sequencer for what's in the rack. Exactly. And that was going to do that. Well, well, Corey, uh, you know what? Uh, next show, because uh, next show, I know what we got to talk about because I'm waiting for it to show up in the mail. The Sensual Morph. Um, oh, you got that. Yeah. Bro. Dope. Yeah, actually, I was I talked to the dude from Sensel about coming on the show too. Maybe yo, next show we can on. Yeah, I I just ordered that joint, and mm -hmm. and I'm so excited because that thing is super cool. When I was at Nam, they had it laid out, and I walked up to it, and they had like a little drum pad type setup, and I started finger drumming, <laughs> like like I just kind of started playing with it a little bit, and and the the lady at the booth was kind of just like, oh okay, you're gonna drum on that, and I was just like, yeah, it was like a, like an NPC kind of layout looking thing and i was like yeah and i started getting into it they were all like oh oh okay <laughs> yeah no no ken when i said i because i before i bought it i got to mess with it and it's also mpe compatible you know yeah there's all this cool stuff which layout it. did you buy for it did you get the the book with thunder or did I bought, you I bought all of them bought all what? the layouts i bought oh, all the did? layouts yeah. all the layouts <laughs> oh, okay I, I, this is what happens bought, when you come back from tour, huh? I, I bought all the layouts. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, I saw this, yo, because they did a video at Perfect Circuit recently, and he did a full like hour explaining everything about this thing, and I was like, yo, that's probably one of the dopest controllers on the market that no one knows about. Hey, you know what? You know what's hey, funny? Hey, share my screen. Yeah, so D still, you know what's funny about that is I was in perfect circuit when he was setting up that day. And, and, and figure, figure and was, you were there. Yeah, I just happened to be there. And I was like, oh, what's up, man? He was like, Yeah, I'm doing a, a thing tonight on this uh on on the on the products. And so I thought that was dope that he was on there, man. So this uh, is the sensor. The sensor is is this kind of it almost looks like a Mac trackpad when when yeah. you're in and in front of it. Um, and then you lay these kind of the rubber uh or latex or whatever they're like they are. silicon they're like silicon uh yeah silicon, whatever I, listen man i like to get sexual with my gear okay, okay. you know just, just make sure you got thanks for now just make sure you got some prl on the entrance so, yeah, man, there's all these different layouts that you can get and it's actually really it's surprisingly sensitive because like i said i was finger drumming on it and i was able to get dynamics and like it was pretty dope man 
Ken, it's pressure sensitive too. It's yeah, pressure, and it 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 locates like if you take the if you take the um the overlay off and just lay your hands on it, all the points show up, and it has finger position, all that stuff. It's I'm nuts. feeling thirsty right now. I might actually buy it. So what I'm thinking about is connecting that to like a FH2 or to like you know something like and sending all those MIDI signals. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you is what what the plan is for integrating it. Now, one of the things that I'm really struggling with is like FH2 or what's the um what's the shuttle control? Yeah, shuttle control is shuttle dope. control is the other one that yeah. I'm really considering. But but shuttle control to me at the moment is extremely expensive. It is. Um, is extremely expensive. Uh for what it is and i wish it was a little bit cheaper there's other options like the fh2 there's also um polyen just uh made that new uh that that poly module but they made a second version of it that's smaller than the than the original one which is really cool um yeah there's there's a bunch of other in midi to tv interfaces which is really cool so yeah the 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 polyen stuff man the the first thing I'm buying from them is going to be that percussion kit. Oh, yeah. That, that thing is fire. So yeah, peep that. So that's like... But here's here's the Polyen Poly 2. Yeah. Which that is a lot of I.O. on that thing. Yeah. That's a lot of I.O. I could, I could rock that. Yeah, and it's less expensive than the shuttle yeah, 349 is not bad. Yeah. Now, can you freely assign all this stuff? Is it well, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I've only watched a couple videos on it. I have to do more research. That's why I haven't bought one yet because I want to do more research on what they. Can yeah, do. me too. I got, I got to check a little bit into that. But yeah, like between that and the FH two, which is, uh, see if I can pull this up real quick. There it is. Boom! My internet is kicking today. Look at that. There it is. Two ninety nine. So it's a little bit cheaper, but it's also a lot less outputs on that one. Yeah, but it's good for like smaller cases. Also, a yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's also a lot smaller too. Yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's no. Yeah, that's something that I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to look into all of this stuff because um, integrating the the MIDI and pad setup with with the modular is always something interesting. And if you had that, the fact that it has that Buchla style layout that you can get. Plus, you can throw the MPC style layout on it. Like that's a yeah, lot. It's, it's really cool, and they have a they have a a overlay a creator, mm -hmm. so you can create your own overlays, and with the software configure it to make it you know do what it does. Yeah, I will really say, cool. um, and, and I know we got to close out the show, but I I just yeah. want, one thing that I'm noticing as far as like the whole modbap thing, um, integrating with modular and modular percussion and that sort of thing, as far as uh, interfacing is one thing that I haven't really seen. And please, if you know, if you know something that does it, let me know is I'd really like to be able to do complete finger drumming routines and having this uh, Euro rack sequencer recording that so that I can play that back. Now, I don't know if that would be like something like a Hermod or what, but I well, want you, you to want to record the trigger? Be able to do that. You know, what so I'm saying? it's basically like using an external uh, MIDI controller that sending MIDI and having your uh, your rack sequencer recorded, basically. Yeah, right? or, or like something something that. that I can actually send um, directly to my modular with that 
but also be sending the gates to and yeah, the Hermod does that. The yeah. Hermod do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that's what I was thinking. And yeah, trust me, that's on my list too, Ken. I'm yeah, but, but Aaron, Aaron Geist, he had gotten one, and and then it was gone like the next week. Nah, but you know what? I can't. You know what? I trust everybody in the crew, but I do think Aaron acted too quickly. Like honestly, Aaron got it in the mail. He put it in his rack, and by the end of the day, it was up for sale. I don't know what the hell that was. I think he sold it for a profit, like the next day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm also I'm also interested in their desktop sequencer too because I think it's cool. This that was the um was the that pyramid. The That's the pyramid. Yeah, the squirt pyramid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it's cool. So yeah, and but it's hey, got the touch plate too. Yeah, yeah. That see, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of cool gear out there and not a lot of time, and that's fresh. Yeah. yeah. There's more that we're in the golden era now because there's more good gear than there is time to play with it. Yes. Yeah. There's no excuse for bad music now. Well, yeah. hold on. I <laughs> really as far as gear is concerned, there's if no excuse. good music today. You will likely be sued for it tomorrow because now it's not even about sampling. It's just about if you use a similar scale. Oh yeah, that's a whole oh man. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what I wanted to get into earlier before we. Oh got, no, that, that's the next. Show. Yeah, we got to talk about okay, that. Let's show. talk about that next show. But uh, so yeah, we get out of here right now, Ken. I know you did your roundup. Uh, D Steel, you got any roundup to do before we get out? Nah, y'all already know what it is. You're you already go to MSX Audio. You know, buy kits, help Weezy have dog food. It's great. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Corey. Funny story is that my friend produced that record. Which one? The one that's the big controversy. Oh, really? Oh, word. That's dope, though. So, yeah, we got to talk about that. Well, we got the the Katy Perry one or the Flame one? The, the Flame one. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, so. I thought you might have a connection there. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, we'll talk about it. All right. All right, word. And, yo, be sure to uh, check out BeatPeople.com and uh, BeatBoyTechReport.com. And uh, stay tuned to the channel. We'll have more shows. We won't be back next week, but the week after. And um, got some guests coming up, too. So it should be some yo. fun stuff. All right. Yo, be safe, everybody. I got so many gold stars on the show. Wait. are we? No, we're still.